Hello, everybody. It is the Context Machine. Welcome to it. I don't know why I mess it up every time. It's believe it or not, folks. It's not deliberate. <laughs> Episode six forty-five. I'm Brian Jeffin. Six hundred. And done, Jeff Gamut. I am. We've done six hundred forty-five things of this, <laughs> and uh, and we still have trouble getting started. Anyhow, get hey, any day now. Oh, any day now. Um, hey, we have a website, contextmachine.io. Uh, feel free to go check it out. And you can use contextmachine.io to reach out to us. So you can find us on Mastodon at Context Machine or me at Geek, Geek Tells everywhere. And me uh, at uh, Jay Gamut everywhere. Yep. yep. I'm especially active on threads these days. So uh, please come and join me there. And stuff yeah. like that. I, I'm more active on Mastodon, but I am active on Threads too. Yes, you are. Um, hey, Brian, I have yeah. news for you. What? Today's show, we are sponsored by Hymns. Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Yeah. We're going to tell you all about them later in the show. Awesome. I still got. I still have the topics written down in my in my notes as last week's topics. That's oh great. That's not, so that's not the, that's not the best. No, thing. no. But hey, I am so proud of you for for having notes. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, do, do you want to talk about the rabbit R one? Yeah, I do. Kind of want to talk about the rabbit R one, mainly to crap talk it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Start crap talk. Um, do you want me to tell people what this is? Yes. And then and then let you uh, soapbox? Yes, I do. Okay. So th- think of having your own uh, um, like personal AI assistant that you can carry in your pocket. That is not your your smartphone. And, uh, and that's the concept behind the R1. So the idea is that you can ask this device questions or ask it to perform tasks for you. And then it uses uh, LLM, AI, they're calling it large action model instead of large language model to perform tasks for you. So that could be like like, uh, you ask it to schedule uh, lunch uh, reservations at uh, some restaurant or a type of restaurant. And then it can go and figure out what restaurants serve the kind of food you want. And then book the um, the um, the reservation for you. Yeah, basically, it can interface apps for you until, of course, those apps start blocking it. Right, and uh, and my guess is that a lot of apps won't block it because if it's doing something that's generating these uh, these uh, companies' money. They probably don't care if it's a little orange box in your pocket or some app on your phone. They 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 want the booking. Well, yeah, they do want the booking, but uh, there are plenty of apps that monetize us in other ways, and this this device would probably bypass that. Uh, yeah, possibly. Yeah. So the the first thing I wanted to complain about is the keynote announcement that the that the uh, CEO did and 
in particular, he sets up all kinds of straw men arguments and then, you know, and then knocks those straw men down as if he's accomplished something. And that really frustrates me because it's largely, I, I, they're straw men arguments. They're not actual arguments. Yeah, I am with you on that. And, Another aspect of of the frustration that I get from that is that what they're claiming to be able to do, they don't need straw man arguments yeah, that, to support that, the product. That was the thing is 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 I I felt like he had a, an enough of a use case argument to make that he anyway I'm, I'm just repeating what you said he didn't need to use a straw man the straw man and and so that. That put me in a pissy mood <laughs> at the very beginning of his of his presentation, and that pissy mood largely stayed with me throughout the presentation. Yeah, I, I get that. Um, th- this was big talk at CES. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean everyone that, that and the C through TV, and this yeah that the C through TV and Vision Pro. Um, only two of which were actually uh, on display at CES. Um, so they have already sold through their their initial pre-order, which was 10,000 units. Of the Rabbit and or the LG TV? The, the Rabbit. The okay. LG TV, it, it's not available for uh, yeah, order it, yet. It, okay. Yeah, of course. They haven't even announced pricing yeah. on the LG C-through TV. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they're, they're taking a second round of pre-orders that um, they expect to ship sometime in the spring. Um, so, there's a lot of people that are, like, really excited about this device. And, and as of CES, there was literally only one functioning unit on the planet. And that's the one that they were showing off. At CES. Right. So, um, next, I'm going to take issue with the fact that while he kept emphasizing the LAM aspect, the large action model aspect mm-hmm. of the rabbit, whatever that actually means, the, the interfacing itself does still require LLM interactions meaning that it is trained in part on stolen uh content and that is my problem Mm -hmm. with llms it's one of my problems with llms it's very very high on the list the the idea that the only way to train a system that's going to make money for someone is by stealing everyone else's content and that that therefore justifies the stealing yeah, we, we that's can, not we a can only model. Doing, that's just theft. Yes, we can only do this by stealing stuff. So you know, you have to let us steal stuff. Uh, that I I get so cranky about that. Yeah, I I have a real serious problem with with that part of the whole LLM business model, um, the large action model, which is. Uh, to the best of my knowledge, a term that the people at Rabbit came up with. Um, it, I mean, it's clever and the, the idea behind it 
And I'm somewhat skeptical because we we have not seen this device in action really. Um, but the idea is it already knows the interfaces for a lot of uh, of websites where people are likely to to buy goods or services. And therefore it can it can fill in the forms for you on those websites and uh, and you don't actually have to see the website yourself. And so it can take you from hey, I need a flight from uh, Denver to San Jose on Thursday afternoon. And then it finds that for you and books the flight. Um, okay. That concept is great. Yeah, it's it's similar, although executed much differently than what I've been talking about. We we talked about fetch, haven't we? I know that yes. you and I have talked about fetch, but I think that we talked about. I'm fetch pretty on sure the show. we talked about it on the show at some point, right? But you know, fetch does it without fetch does it differently. The my point is that I also love that idea, like you. Mm-hmm. The also being like you. Yeah, well, I mean, lots of people like to be like me. I, I get it. It's it's true. So but th- yeah. that that's all fine and dandy. However, I don't think I doubt that the rabbit's going to actually be able to do everything that it's that 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 they say it can do initially. In particular, uh, the, the 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 length of time. The pauses be- between, like you saying something and that being processed by the device, because it's not being processed by the device; it's being processed on the cloud. You know, so that that back and forth data that was taking a while, and it was also taking a little while to to get results. And I think that in practical reality, that most people are probably going to be driven nuts by those uh, by those by that lag. I, I don't know I, that I for think a fact. Bother. I don't. Yeah. I don't have one. I could be wrong, but I feel like it's going to drive people nuts. Because I was noticing it while he was, while he was demonstrating it. I was thinking to myself, "Well, you're sure speaking, you know, methodically and clearly." And you know, we've got, yes, we've got some that. we've got some lag going, and um, I don't. Specifically, I think that there is a lot of promise in this concept, the Rabbit R1. Mm-hmm. I think in execution that the Rabbit R1 will be for early, fiendishly uh, uh, excited early adopters only. And then it's going to be the R2 or the R3 or the R4, maybe even the R5 before they've really got something. And while that's happening, you know, one of their straw men that they, that they set up was that, uh, you can't, uh, you can't do these things with, with, uh, with your, um, with your smartphone today. But, and, and see, to me, that, that was a very disingenuous statement, not yours, theirs, because you can do these things. It's just, it's just, you're doing parts of them yourself. Right, but so, you can't you can't do what they're doing with the R1 on a smartphone today. 
you can't say, Siri, order me up a ticket to such and such. I found some web results. Thank you. <laughs> what, when is your flight to such and such, Brian? <laughs> I, knew, I knew that was going to happen. I shouldn't have done that. Um, but And you can't do that, I don't think, with uh, Google or, um, or any of the other AIs either. But by the time that the R2, 3, 4, 5, whatever it's called, is out, you probably will be able to. Like if 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 they make enough progress mm-hmm. on this, it's going to light a fire under the under the big boys. And do you want mm-hmm. your second device? Do you want to carry cuz do you want to carry your smartphone and your R1, your R2, your R3, your R4 or your R5 or you just want to carry one device? I'm I gather that they want mm-hmm. that they want the R1 to be the device you carry. I'm saying that people aren't going to do that. So when you can I do this stuff that with the, with, I'm sorry, I'm just tromping all over you. I'm, no, go, go ahead. W- when you can do these things with your Android device, with your uh, iPhone, that the use case, the need for Rabbit's business model is evaporated. It's gone. Okay, I think th- that, and now granted, this is all speculation on my part, but I think that you missed the end goal of what your business model is. It's a good bot. That's their goal. And that's why they rolled out the R1. That I think the entire business model for, for Rabbit is to have their technology bought and integrated into someone else's product, mainly your smartphone. But they have to be able to really prove to to potential suitors that the technology that they've developed isn't just smoke and mirrors. It doesn't have to be perfect. And they are doing that with this device, for sure. They are accomplishing proving that they can do something. My quibbles are about whether or not they can do something in a way that people are going to want to use. And I don't think that people are really going to want to use the R1. All right. I'm, I'm going to be totally pedantic here with this because you said first, you don't think they're doing, they're doing something people want to be able to do. So I'm going to focus on that. And with that, I disagree they do want to be able to tell a device to buy them a ticket to somewhere and then it just figures it out and does it. Yes. The other part of what you said, I completely agree with. They don't want to have to do it with another device. We're beyond the days where people want to carry multiple technology devices in their pockets. When, when we had to carry our Palm Pilot, our flip phone, and our iPod everywhere we went maybe even a digital camera we were okay with that because that's where we were with the technology but now we're at the all-in-one device point and adding in a second device while it would be cool for early adopters is not something the average person i think is going to want they they want to have their one thing that does it all yeah i i feel like the 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 current state of the android and the iphone device market 
has pushed us past the point where we're willing to do that. We're, I don't think anyone wants to go back to carrying multiple devices. I agree. Okay. Thank you. I accept your apology. And I accept yours. <laughs> Let's hug. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so anyway, there you have it. The R1, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Brian, the real question for me with yeah. the R1 is who's buying the company? Uh, that's and how and how soon will we hear it? My speculation is that by the end of this year, we will have some sort of news about uh, about uh, some other company buying R one or or very interested in buying them. Here's my prediction: it's going to be okay. It's going to be Meta because they're going to buy it because they think they're going to do something with it, and they're not going to do anything with it. The end. And that would be an absolute travesty. Because this technology has promise. Yeah, but I think that promise is already here with with Google Home and uh, Siri. All right. Ask, ask your HomePod to uh, to book a ticket to to Denver right now. I I get that they can't do that today, but. I, you know that Apple is working on that. You know that Google is working on it. Sure. And if you could buy the company that has already developed a lot of what you need. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. You're going to get there faster. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Uh, let's talk about, we have a brand new sponsor. Which is pretty exciting. That is very yeah. exciting. Hymns. Yeah. So Hymns. Uh, if you're not familiar with Hymns, they uh, they offer uh, men's and women's, but men's healthcare uh, options that you can take advantage of without having to go into a doctor. So let's say you need to to get. Uh, um, something for hair loss, or you are interested in something for ED, and uh, you want to be able to do that quickly, discreetly, and very conveniently, here you go, because you can do it all online. Yeah, you get to make your appointment online, you get to see your doctor online, and then they mail you the any resulting prescriptions. It's super right. convenient. Yes, and uh, and if you're concerned that someone might see your package that gets delivered and you don't want them to know that maybe you're doing something for hair loss, it's okay. It's all like like plain package shipping, so it's not obvious what what you're getting in the mail. Which for a lot, you know, some people it doesn't matter. For others, it does. So for I'm so, glad yeah. they take that into account. Yeah, absolutely. And Hems offers an array of high quality options, including pills or chews for ED and serums, sprays, or oral options for hair loss. And that's great because that means you can get the right prescription for what your needs include. Yep. If prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free in the discreet packaging that Jeff mentioned, no wedding rooms and no pharmacy visits. And that is very convenient. I like it a lot. And I love that the whole process is online, just straight up, completely, 100% online. 100% online. And no insurance is needed. You can pay one low price for your treatments, your online visits, ongoing shipments, and provider messaging. 
And uh, uh, they also have an app, Brian. So you can uh, uh, track your orders and uh, and just the whole process, just right in an app on, on your phone, which I think is great. That is great. Uh, so yeah. what do they so, do? So what they need to do, what all of you need to do, start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash context. That's H-I-M-S dot com slash context for your personalized treatment options. Hims.com slash context. And prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine uh, if appropriate restrictions apply. So see hims.com slash context for details and important safety information. Subscription required. And prices vary based on product and subscription plan. That's fantastic. And we want to thank Hims for sponsoring us. We want you to check out Hims for yourself. Yes. Thank you, Hims. All righty. Now we have. Uh, now we have Apple going all medieval. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. I, I haven't seen many articles talking about Apple's attitude. And I love the attitude in their press release announcing these. Um, Changes they've made in Europe to comport with the Digital Markets Act. It's being called the DMA, it's mm-hmm. not the DMCA. The DMA, and it's 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 pretty. It's being talked about quite a bit because it's affecting many of the American tech companies and um, how they do things. Uh, right for Apple, that means third-party app stores in the EU are going to be a thing very soon. Yeah. Third-party app stores, third-party payments uh, using uh, NFC, third-party browsers, uh, third-party third, third party browser hooks that an app can use, etc. Right. And Apple's press release is makes it abundantly clear that Apple feels like this legislation is opening up users to substantially increased risk. And I agree with Apple. It, you know, it's, 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 mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's funny, man. I have long lauded the EU for taking consumer protections much more seriously than the, than American regulators, right? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, American regulars, regulators tend to, defer to business and they tend to defer to the tech companies and, and to all and in most industries, they tend to prefer to defer to the, to the companies and the EU tends to defer to the user. This is one example though, of the EU getting it fracking wrong in my opinion. Yeah, I I'm with you. I mean, I appreciate taking users' um, options into account and doing things to protect consumers. However, I think in this case, they're not actually going to be protecting consumers because they're creating a scenario where where your iOS devices are potentially not as secure as they were before this went into effect or goes into effect. Yeah. This is an example of the EU not deferring, not protecting 
consumers, but more like protecting other businesses at the expense of 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 Apple's business, in particular other European uh, uh, companies, because certainly there are European companies that have been leading the fight against this stuff, against against Apple's mm-hmm. policies. And so well, what this means is that I mean, like, okay, so. Apple has, you know what this reminds me of, man? This reminds me of the DOJ going after Apple for the, for for iBooks. That whole thing was so crazy the way that played out. Yes. Like completely unprecedented uh, penalties. Yes. And, and while allowing Amazon to, to get off scot-free and uh, Amazon who actually has has had and has monopoly power in the uh, uh both books and ebook industries um, yeah i i uh, uh firmly believe that whole scenario when that played out what uh, the us government did was was wrap up in a nice package with a bow the entire ebook market and just handed it to Amazon and said, there you go. Do as you please. Yeah. And I see this all the time. Uh, so the independent uh, author community is very strong on threads. And mm-hmm. I, I see all the time. I see uh, authors talking about having their books on Kindle unlimited, which requires that they only be available on Kindle. I see authors like there are all kinds of authors who only wait, can- wait, 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 wait. I think I misunderstood you. Yeah. If you are using Kindle Marketplace Kindle to Unlimited. sell your book Kindle or Kindle Unlimited, Unlimited or Kindle Unlimited, that precludes you from using any other online uh, ebook delivery service. Yes, you cannot. Yes, you have to. You have to be a Kindle only uh, self publisher or publisher. To um, to be on Kindle Unlimited. Wow! And Kindle Unlimited is is like so for ten bucks a month, the user can download whatever they want and read it or not read it, and the author gets paid by the page that's read. And but they get paid by the page that's read as those pages compare to the available pool of other pages that are read because it's people oh are still, st- people are still only paying 10 bucks a month. So if, wow. if, if, if you have, so it, it's very possible that an author could have a record number of pages that they had read that month, but because there were so many other pages that were also read that month by other users that they will get even less money than they got the, the month before. It's, it's, it is so, a, so the more pages people are reading potentially the lower value for you each of those pages will have in payout yes i'm not on kindle unlimited of course because i am i i can appreciate why i'm on apple books and barnes and noble too yeah um just so people under understand this the the dma apple isn't the only company that is uh, is being directly affected by this. And if you look in the category that the App Store, Apple's App Store falls in, that's that's their intermediation platform category for the for the EU Commission. 
That also includes Google Maps, Google Play, Google Shopping, Amazon Marketplace, and the Meta Marketplace. So all of these, uh, all of those services, they're being directly impacted by uh, by the the same laws. Right. That's true. And so back to Apple, they take pot shots at this legislation throughout their press release. This press release uh, I love it. probably got, I don't know, a thousand words. I'm going to actually check that real quick. And, uh, and a lot of them are, well, while you're checking that, I'm going to, to read a, a quote, like, because Apple comes out swinging. So this is from the first paragraph. Um, and it, and they're, and at this point, they're talking about what they're doing and the changes they're making to comply with the Digital Markets Act. The changes include more than 600 new APIs, expanded app analytics, functionality for alternative browser engines, and options for processing app payments and distributing iOS apps. Across every change, Apple is introducing new safeguards that reduce, but don't eliminate, new risks the DMA poses to EU users. And they have... Statement after statement to that effect throughout this document, which, by the way, is 1,922 words. It's much bigger than I thought Oh, my God. Here's another one. Still near the very beginning. The new options for processing payments and downloading apps on iOS open new avenues for malware, fraud and scams, illicit and harmful content, and other privacy and security threats. Yes. Uh, So, uh, let's see, as announced by the European Commission, Apple is also sharing DMA-compliant changes impacting contactless payments. Um, The new, throughout the introducing, uh, uh, I didn't do a good job of picking my moment. No, I'm loving this because listening to you start to read and then switch over to, "Eh, (laughs) that's so Brian. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that and kind of, oh, good lord, I'm done doing it again. Anyway, there, the Apple, Here, here's for, one for you. Yes, thank you. Inevitably, the new options for developers' EU apps create new risks to Apple users and their devices. Apple can't eliminate those risks, but within the DMA's constraints, the company will take steps to reduce them. Yes, now a lot of people that have been covering this, I'm assuming they're looking at at all of these statements that you and I are going, holy crap over. And they're not getting what Apple's really doing. Yeah. I'm guessing judging by by the actual coverage that's out there. Yeah. The, the coverage that I'm seeing, and I'm not bagging on anyone's coverage just to be clear, but the the coverage I'm seeing is, uh, is pretty consistently, Hey, Apple is going to do this, which of course we, we knew, here's what what they're going to be doing and then it talks about the technical stuff like like um uh adding in the new sheets that uh that explain things while while you're doing orders the fact that there there will now be a new app that will be the the place that third party app stores will link into and and you know just all, all of that tech stuff yeah uh, phil schiller do you remember him 
Yeah, good old Phil. He's the guy that jumped off the scaffolding into an airbag on stage holding an iBook while it was connected to the internet. So he did. That guy. He gets a quote, and it's interesting because he has, I haven't seen Phil quoted in an Apple press release in years. But he. So what you're saying, the big news out of all this is that is that Phil is still working with Apple? Yeah, that works. The changes, this is the quote attributed to Phil. The changes we're announcing today comply with the DMA's requirements in the European Union while helping to protect EU users from the unavoidable increased privacy and security threats this regulation brings. The unavoidable increased privacy and security threats this regulation brings. Apple's not pulling punches. Our priority remains creating the best, most secure possible experience for our users in the EU and around the world. Developers can now learn to... Uh, nope, I'm going I'm to... I'm that one too. <laughs> Anyhow, it's clear that Apple is not pleased with, uh, with the DMA and, uh, and they're not happy that these new requirements will, at least in, uh, from their perspective, degrade the user experience. Uh, that is correct. And they're probably also not happy about the fact that they're going to make less money. Um, so the Apple under the new business terms for EU apps, app, Apple estimates that 99% of developers would reduce or maintain the fees they owe to Apple. Less than 1% of developers would pay a core technology fee on their EU apps. So Apple will probably make less money from, uh, you know, payment fees and, uh, in-app purchases and things like that. And I'm sure that does make them tense, but I think it's important to remember that the prime, the, at least I believe that the prime driving force behind Apple's policies on its iOS devices was to protect user privacy. And th- this is this is like an ex- this is a rare example of the EU reducing consumer protections. Rather than increasing consumer, it's it's like what. So, going back to what I was saying earlier, the EU usually does a better job of protecting consumers and privacy than American regulators. But in this case, they're doing the opposite, and I don't. I I am frustrated that that that. Well, you know, I guess this is just Apple is so big. That they don't they they don't get to exist in this world where they can have their walled garden because there are other options for people to to get. There are other options for people to take, but they're still mm-hmm. big enough that uh, the regulators are gonna are gonna mess with them. Yep, I'm curious to see how many developers that are not scammers get on board with alternate um, app stores for iOS. Yeah. And how many consumers are going to want to do that too? You know, it's possible that consumers will will want to stick with the app store because you can do that. I think most, most consumers are just going to continue using Apple's app store and call it good. I think what we're going to see, uh, 
is a series of app stores that are per company. So like uh, like Epic Games will have their own app store. Yeah, so and, they don't have to pay Apple's. So they don't have to yeah. pay Apple. And yeah, and other companies will set up their own app stores. I don't think we're going to see a lot of third-party uh, app store aggregate things. Um, although, um, um, uh, oh, I hate when I forget a company's name like that. But just... Oh, Setup. Holy crap. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Setup, that I forgot your name for a second. Setup has already said that they, they will be offering a uh, uh, a third-party app store. So there's at least one that will be doing uh, multiple apps from multiple developers that I feel like you'll be able to trust in the EU. Yeah, I, I would certainly trust Setup. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm a Setup user. I better trust them. Yeah, I, I am also a Setup user. So, yeah. So, anyway, this is happening. So, that's good. Yay. <sighs> I'm glad I'm not in Europe, I guess. Yeah, I've been For thinking, this part. I've been thinking about moving to Scotland. Wouldn't that be fun? Yes, it would be lovely. I loved Scotland. I loved Scotland. I don't know if they'd let me move there. They'll, they'll let well, me visit. I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, don't they know me. who you are? <laughs> Oh, good point. Yeah. That, that, that could be the problem. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure this is, this is why I can't just move to, uh, to a country in the EU or even to the UK because they already know who I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, by the way, did you watch the, um, Apple, uh, 40th anniversary thing yesterday? No, I didn't. I was busy doing a bunch of other stuff, and I feel really bad too because I noticed today that that uh, Jim Ray, he's the developer of of Purview, mm-hmm. um, he had sent me a message saying, "Hey, this thing is happening, just so you know." And I didn't see his message because I was busy doing other stuff, so I completely oh, missed it. Dude, you failed. I totally failed, and now I owe Jim an apology because he even sent me a message, so I'd know. Yeah, if I didn't send you a message. Oh, I accept your apology. <laughs> yeah, well, I, uh, I, f- I didn't remember until seven twenty. It started at seven my time, and I didn't remember until seven twenty. So I tuned in late, but I did end up watching the rest of the, the two hours, and it was it was quite good. Although, <laughs> I let me let me be, de- be delicate here. Because mm-hmm. the Macworld All-Stars played the 30th anniversary Macintosh event, mm-hmm. right? And I will say that the the musical interlude was provided by David Pogue singing his joke rock Apple workups of other songs. Okay. I so like like he was trying to be the uh the weird owl of of Apple songs. Yes. He he okay. was and he's done this before and apparently he's still doing it. And I will say that I think I would rather have seen the Macworld All-Stars play again, you know. But that's beside the point. <laughs> that that's actually saying a lot because because uh David is an incredibly gifted and accomplished musician. He is. And he was a fantastic moderator. 
He, he did a great job. No of, surprise there of keeping you know keeping the show on the road and everything. But anyway, um, it was it was definitely interesting and it was fun. It was definitely a feel good kind of event with the with the various panels they had up and uh, but there were you know apparently lots of uh, um, you know Apple, Apple execs, current execs, and former executives, and you know all kinds of people in the audience. Um, it was it was a good it was a good time. And I'm I'm assuming awesome. you can watch it. I'm sure the recording is. If it's not available yet, it will be soon. Yeah. So we'll have we'll have a link to the. It was at the Computer History Museum, mm-hmm. and uh, which Bruce Horn is the uh, CEO leader. I don't know something. Bruce Horn. He's 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 from the original Apple Macintosh team, too. Yeah. Very anyway, cool. So he he. He was uh uh he was there and um uh it was you know it was it was it was a good time. It was it was it was a very awesome. fun time. And I think if you have I feel like a lot of people who listen to the show are probably longtime Apple users. That's probably a pretty safe bet. Yeah. And I feel like if you listen to our show, you will probably enjoy the crap out of uh, out of this event. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to, to watching the recording. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. All right. Um, I think that's it. What do you say? Yeah. I, I think we've done enough damage for today. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That's that's fair. And that's this week's Context Machine. If you have anything to comment on that or question, you can write us at contextmachinepodcast at gmail.com. You know, we should check that email address. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we should. Our bandwidth is provided by Cashfly. The bass is by Dr. Boom, recorded for the show. And uh, Jeff, that's, that's all for this week. It's almost all for this week because I just want to thank Hims again for being oh, our sponsor. Yes, yeah. Uh, start your free trial uh, online today um, at hims dot com slash context h i m s dot com slash context for your own personalized treatment options. I love that URL too. Context. Yes, that's good. Uh, all right, hims dot com slash context. Yeah, yeah. 